Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. With the game being faster than ever, um, the transition game being faster than ever, the skill of the league being better than ever, yeah, if you have you know big mobile defensemen that can defend but can also move the puck, um, can get you out of your zone, can actually kill plays in the neutral zone. So you're not spending time in your zone. They're really valuable. Um, and I, I think they always have and always will be, but even more heightened now. I think there's a handful of defensemen in this draft that you know, could be really good long-term NHL players that are worthy of top 15 picks in the NHL draft. So you know, when I said before, that's part of the intrigue. That's, that's one of the, the factors in that. I think you, you could see, you know, two defensemen taken in the top 12. You could see three or four defensemen taken in the top 12. Neither one would shock me. Is that foreshadowing for the Sabres for one week from tonight in round one of the draft in Nashville? Or is it random cherry picking of comments by us from Director of Amateur Scouting Jerry Fortin and GM Kevin Adams. Regardless, these are talking points, and we're diving in headlong as we are now a week away from the draft. And, of course, Marty Baron, the team building has continued as far as roster construction, reconstruction, whatever you want to call it. We've got some familiar faces coming back as well. Continuity is a word that the Sabres use a lot. And then yeah, when continuity? you look... Continuity? 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 Continuity. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, I um, that's the word that we Kevin Adams uses a lot. Uses a lot with his staff. Uses a lot with his players. And so we saw uh, Zemgus Gergensons getting extended yesterday. I love seeing Zemgus Gergensons because I know I don't have to worry about the S's. I know there's S's everywhere, right? You know how I add an S to everything. So Zemgus. Gergensons. Um, and listen, at 2.5 million for one year, um, our buddy James Finch, um, which who will be joining us next week, uh, leading up to uh, uh, free agencies with AFP yep. analytics. Um, they had Gergensons at about 2.3, 2.4 million on a three year deal, according to their model, right? So a one year 2.5 is probably the appropriate salary for Zemgus when it comes to the Sabres. Right now, there's not a salary cap worry, in my opinion, when it comes to next year. And you have a leader and you have somebody that can come in and, and help out with uh, continuity with the team. 
continuity. Come on, no, no, man. I'm saying it my way. It sounds better. All right. Well, we know this. Gergensen's hit uh, double digits and goals again last year, but we wanted to hear from the GM, Kevin Adams, as far as just He does so many things. That, he is bringing uh, back make an impact in our for team. another go-around. Not cheat the game. If you're looking at just the pure hockey player, he plays a really important role. The guy, he, He's so consistent. The guy is so competitive. Everything matters to him. And he cares so much about this organization. And he plays an important role on our team from an on-ice standpoint. Um, he doesn't cheat the game. Uh, just does, does a lot of things that help you win hockey games. So that's the hockey player. Um, and then the person, the leader, the, the consistency of, of just his professionalism every day, I think is something that um, I felt was, was important um, to continue to build moving forward that our young players will learn from. And he uh, he's he's excited, you know. Speaking to him yesterday, he really believes that we're about to take a step, and and he he's put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this organization, and wanted to continue that. All right, now I'm confused, Marty. They always say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Clearly, the GM says Zemgus is not cheating. So is he not trying? What's going on here? Well, um, there's being honest and sometimes there's being too honest. Uh, oh. But no, I've I've seen Zimgus cheat a little bit. I've seen him hook. I'm seeing him grab. I'm seeing him uh, kick a puck or two. And, and uh, you know, there's that's normal. But no, I think the process is. Uh, and, and you're right. Look, as a goalie, uh-huh. the, the amount of times. And now that there's so many darn cameras on the goalies and on the goals and on the goal line and everything in every sports, you can't cheat. But the amount of times I pulled a puck off the goal line that went in by an inch, but nobody saw it. And I didn't say anything. Um, I may repent from that. And I have done my, uh, uh, my, my due diligence on it, but no, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a, a don't cheat the, the process. Don't cheat how you're getting ready. Don't cheat how you're preparing. And Zemgus is not cheating any of that. He loves it here. The team loves him. Uh, they call him Gussie. And uh, Gussie is, is a big part of this organization. Now, I mean, every year, right? And I remember Zemgus Gergensen, Johan Larson debate, like a few years back. Who do you keep? Right. Do you, That's a few them, years right? back. So I have to ask the question and yeah. interrupt here boldly. Are you shocked that we're sitting here before July 1st and Gergensen's and Opozo are already back in the mix? I am to a certain extent. Uh, now, I do believe that we had a little bit of the same situation last year when Anders Bjork is coming back and, uh, you know, there, there was no buyout. There's no like, oh, we're trading them. And 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 all of a sudden you're like, oh, is it going to block Quinn and Paterka? Are right. they making uh, the necessary moves to allow Quinn and Paterka to get there? Mm-hmm. We can ask the same question here. Are you blocking Kulik? Are you blocking Savoy? Are you blocking Rusek? Are you blocking Roseanne? Are you blocking anybody from coming up? I think that the it is a different situation, but I don't see Gergensen's and Oposo blocking these young prospects and their chance of making the team. I see this is about depth, this is about leadership, this is about a role. Um, maybe it's blocking Tyson Jost. From staying around. Well, Maybe. hang on. I mean, but they're on the roster. So they, Jost is not, by the way. Yeah. They have made it clear to his camp that they would like to have him back, but they, you know, aren't in a position to say anything more than that at this point in time. But the fact is, 21 and 28 are on the roster. 
So yes. by definition, does that not mean that they are in line to potentially block some guys? Well, they're in line to take one of the expected 14 forwards spot on the roster. Two. Uh, two of 14, yes. <laughs> they're in line to take two. What each one has taken, yes. They're in line to take two of the 14 roster spot on the roster. Here's the way that I look at it. Well, hang on. You're never one that ever goes to the 14. I've been pleading for 14 forever. Yes. You always stick with 13. So don't go changing your Marty Baron philosophy on me here without notification. What's up? Well, no, the, 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 the 13 last year was because they had a third goalie on the roster, right? So you've got three extras. You got 23 on the uh, rosters. We still have to get to that topic too. I so. know. And that's going to be, I'm putting in, I, I'm trying to punt that one down in <laughs> August and September. You don't that's, want five punts in the first quarter here, Marty. Uh, this, is, this is not good television. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. I'm punting that one for today, but um. <laughs> I think normally you go with two extra forwards and extra D. Okay. So I'm assuming that if you're bringing Zemgus Gergensen's back and Kaloposo back, mm -hmm. you also are thinking they're not, well, maybe Zemgus a little bit more than Kyle to a certain extent, but they're not everyday player. That's a, that's a baseball term, right? An everyday player. So I would think that when you do your model for the season, maybe you're expecting Kyle to play in 50 to 60 games. Maybe Zemgus to play in 55 to 65 games. Maybe there's a 10 game out there that there's, you know, these guys get banged up and, you know, so you're, you're, you're projecting that. Now, if you told me that they both are going to be 82 games from start to finish and will always be in the roster, I'm saying, okay, well, that doesn't fit my view of where I see the Sabres going, but yeah. there's no way of knowing that here in the of June, um, the only thing is that I believe Don Coronado is looking at his roster. Like Kevin Adams puts the roster together. Don Coronado manages the roster. Roster. Mm -hmm. Who plays where? They have conversation, but that's the coach, right? I do believe Don Coronado likes that veteran presence, right? The Kyle, the Zemgis, um, you know, clearly. to a certain extent. Was that? I said clearly. Clearly, yes, <laughs> but you know you're gonna see that at times there's there may be a rotation like we saw last year. Last year we saw a JJ Paterka, Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs rotation. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a Kyle Zemgus, Jordan Greenway rotation. Maybe that's the way you look at the, how you're building your team. I, I'm trying to imagine Kyle and Zemgus listening to the show right now, and their skin is getting really oh it's yes <laughs> because they're not liking what you're saying the only thing you didn't say was load management which of course is the great buzz phrase in sports today and obviously we'll see how it plays out but you mentioned listen, I, you talked quickly because you say listening to radio shows i feel like i've earned that entitlement maybe and i will tell you exactly when i've earned that I remember after the 2008-2009 season, my second year with the Flyers, I'm driving around listening to an NHL radio show, mm -hmm. and they're doing look back at the year fantasy like type numbers or whatever. I got bombed. Like they had a button. They're like Marty Baron, the Flyers, bomb. Like they had a button. They're like. After 31 wins a year before, we thought he was going to go up to 34, 35 wins, save percentage. I got bombed on radio while I was listening to it. So I get that feeling. But I also know that most professional athletes, and I'm saying 99% of oh. them, 
they under I understood the situation. I'm like, yeah, I was bad last year. I wasn't at the level I was two, two years ago. And that's the reason why I waited three weeks in free agency. Right. And that's that's what it is. So if I'm Zemgus and Kyle, I'm saying I I think you guys have a major role with this team. I think that you also know your role is not like Tage Thompson role. It's not like Alex Duck role. It's not wow. like Rasmus Dallin role. It's a different role. And in my team, you're as important as any other piece, but you're not going to be 82 game type player. That's not the way I see it formulating. Right. And two things can be true here. You, as a former player and co-host of this show, are 100% entitled to having the opinion you have. I was not for a second suggesting that Zemgus and or Kyle would be mad at you for doing your job. All I'm saying is that anytime anyone questions an athlete, whether they're in their late 20s or mid 30s, their professional drive is going to kick in oh, and yeah. without throwing darts back at the author of the comments, they are just going to continue along being as motivated as they've always been. I still yeah. remember that radio show 14 years later, not for as <laughs> right. summer of 2009. I still remember that. You, and I remember you, who did, did you it. Say, did you get bonged? What did I you, got what was bombed. It? Like bomb. they were like, okay. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> I was thinking bong. Yeah, know, maybe big... that anyway. too. Okay. Well, not to believe <laughs> it's just a this, blimp but... on the radar. <laughs> it is. Look, there it goes. <laughs> great, great aerial coverage today of Sabres live. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the one, one name already that is in the mix of, you know, trying to work his way through this traffic jam in front. Yes. That is Lucas Rusek, who was the oh, yeah. leading scorer last year for the Amherst. And Kevin Adams, of course, was able to get him on contract yesterday. It's a two-year deal. The first year is two-way. The second year is one-way. What's noteworthy about that, he was not a true RFA. He was a group 10.2. What is it? 10.2C? 10.2C, yes. 10.2C. So he wasn't eligible for an offer sheet, but because of the few number of games played remember he missed that first year with the Amherst largely due to the knee injury and he only got in for the last 20 anyway long story short he's eligible to go down to Rochester without requiring waivers yes that explains pretty much the automatic nature of year one of this contract and that is a two-way deal the second year being one way who knows who might be on the Sabres roster at that point in time? Will they have considered bringing back 28 and 21 at that point in time? There's a lot of runway between now and then. All we know is that one of the many highlights during the course of this regular season was Rusek coming up for his first NHL game, scoring a goal on his very first shot. Here's yes. the general manager on Rusek and why they re-signed him. He certainly performed well in the two games in a small sample size when he when he played in the National Hockey League. He was really good in Rochester all year into the playoffs. Um, he can play up and down your lineup. He can play any position. He can play any type of game as you guys, if you were watching in Rochester in the playoffs, games that were nasty and hard, no issue there. Games that are more wide open and skill, no issue there. 
Uh, he's extremely smart and extremely competitive. Um, so all the stuff that we're looking for. So we're excited to get him under contract. We just think he's a good player. We do project him um, as a guy that will be an NHL player. Now, if it's the start of the season, like I said, it's the same kind of idea. If he comes and earns a job, great. But we do see him as a player that's still young and getting better and, um, and also just a really good kid. You know, like uh, his teammates love him. Good energy. Um, but I do think a versatility of a player like that, when you're talking about your specific NHL roster, you're trying – in the NHL, it goes back to Zemgis, and you're trying to build your roster a certain way with certain roles. And a guy like him who you feel like can play any forward position, can play with more skill guys, can play more of a checking role, can kill penalties, those guys are pretty important. Um, so that's, what we, that's why we made the decision we made. Marty, knowing what you know, what is your group of forwards looking like for the Sabres now? Well, there's still holes, uh, number one. Like, How many? I'm, well, technically there's one hole, but I'm moving ahead with two holes on the group of forward right now. Um, so well, I have... I'm going to be a jerk and say technically there are no holes right now. Because you're right. They haven't, they haven't moved anyone. Yes. Technically, you're right, but I also am I'm utilizing a 14 forward roster, um, so I'm putting four lines and two extras. So then there is two holes for me. So I do have Skinner, Thompson, Tuck. That's a line. Maybe it's not. Maybe they change it up a little bit, but for my, you know, benefit, I'm going to put them as a line. I do have Quinn, Cousins, Paterka. That's also... Top six, those are your your core group forwards. You're moving forward. Mm-hmm. I do have Casey Millstat on an island right now uh, as a third line middle island because I don't have Victor Olofsson on my group of twelve forwards at this moment. I'm mm-hmm. we're kind of all expecting that Victor is going to be moved at some point. Although things could be you know changing by the minute, and Victor could easily. Slide back in on the right or the left with Casey Middlestat, and I have a hole there. I have two holes on my roster on what would be a top nine position. And then rounding up my forward group, I do have Zemgus, Kyle, Peyton Krebs, and Jordan Greenway as four players that would be, you know, pseudo fort liners. Like, look, mm-hmm. could you elevate players to play third line? Absolutely. Can you put them in different situations? Absolutely. But that's the way I look at my forward group right now on my whiteboard. So I do have two holes to fill, right? Is Lucas Rusek maybe filling one of those roles at some point during the year? Possibly. I don't have him in my lineup, uh, some lineup for opening day, but I think he's knocking on the door. You know, obviously you got the Kulik and the Savoy chat. You've got, hey, they're gonna sign anybody in free agency? Are gonna they gonna trade, acquire somebody? There's there's holes open for the possibility of. If not, you fill them in with uh, within the uh, the organization. So, who, if there is, let's say, a wing spot available alongside Casey Middlestaff? Yes. Who right now has the upper hand? Kalik, Savoy, Rosean, Byro, Rusek, Murray, Weisbach. Well, there's a couple Keeping of Keeping in mind names. that when camp broke last year and a large collection of them went back to Rochester, they were all considered to be in almost the same boat, seemingly, as what Rusek is listed as now. And 
knocking that on the door. is that is to say knocking on the door very close I, this is a really large group of guys and i don't know how many are guaranteed to end up going through waivers and ending up back in rochester Look, if they're all re- retained if you do lose a player to waivers, the Sabres lost Casey Fitzgerald to waivers this year. Right. And look, it happens. They were able to acquire Tyson Jones to waivers. Mm-hmm. It happens. You lose some, you gain some, right? I would say number one on that list of players from Rochester that are not knocking on the door to fill a roster spot. Number one for me is Yuri Kulik. Uh, he had a great season. I see Kulik in the exact same shoes as Jack Wynn last season, right? Last summer, we were talking about uh-huh. Jack Wynn. I'm talking about Yuri Kulik in the same way. Um, I was always very high on Matt Savoy, and I'm still very high on Matt Savoy looking ahead to the future for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh-huh. There's a few elements that come into play for me when it comes to Matt Savoy next year. Number one, It's the NHL or juniors, most likely for Matt Savoy, unless the Sabres were able to find a way for Matt Savoy to maybe play some games in Rochester. Maybe it's a conditioning stint, 10 games, and then, you know, you you figure it out like Shane Wright did last year, right? He was in the NHL, had a conditioning in the AHL, ended up in juniors. Maybe you try Matt Savoy. Uh, By the way, he's playing in game seven of the Calder Cup final tonight. tonight. Yeah, on NHL Network in Coachella Valley, by the way, not in Hershey. Somebody made a mistake on this show today, yesterday, so Never I just happens. want to make sure that uh, we correct that. But it is at 10 p.m. I think on NHL Network tonight. So it's free. Uh, but, also on the AHL app. Oh well, good, good. Uh, but here's the thing: like Matt Savoy, to me, um, and especially with the 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 transferring of the Winnipeg WHL franchise to a new place, like I'm not saying that the junior teams have a lot of say in, like Kevin Adams and the Sabres are saying, hey, if he's an NHL player, he's an NHL player. It's too bad yeah. juniors. But I think that plays into it a little bit of the somewhat the pressure that the new ownership group is going to say, hey, we would like to have our stud back. So for one more year, I, I feel like Savoy is shy of earning a NHL roster spot. If he could play in the AHL next year, that would be perfect well, for him. But I, I don't have Matt Savoy up there. I have Yuri Kulik as one. And then two, I have Linus Weisbach. To be honest with you, my Linus. number two is Weis- Linus Weisbach. Sorry, <laughs> Linus Olmark. <laughs> Linus Olmark and Dan Weisma will have ruined me forever with that name. But. I I only had to blurt it out because you have no idea how much I struggle with that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it's I correct. So, and listen, you so laugh bad for me. The amount of time I hear people say Linus Olmark. Oh, I, Henri, I, I yell I in my car. Like when I, I hear know. it or on the TV, when I hear it watching other games. So it's you're, Linus you're, Olmark, Linus Weisbach. Weisbach is too. You're not being like super bold here, which I get it. Like our passports, you know, still reflect Canada so it makes us vanilla by nature and whatever whatever but like I apologize for that by the way I apologize I'm literally no no I'm like as a a true Canadian I'm apologizing for being too (laughs) vanilla sorry sorry (laughs) but like are you really believing that that cool Kulik here we go again is like at the the closest to the door because you were so high on Weisbach last year. Yeah. And then I think Rusek wowed everybody to a certain extent in a completely different way, but maybe a more NHL ready way. I don't know. So when I'm looking at this list, like I can, can we sit here right now and say 
I can't wait to watch the preseason. Oh, is that possible? Can any hockey person actually bring themselves to say that? And should we be saying that? We should be saying that because this is the type of of feelings we haven't had in a long time, right? It has been happening the last few years. Development camp, rookie tournament, rookie showcase. It's packed at Harbor Center. People uh -huh. want to see it. I want to see what the battles are going to be like next year. I think Lucas Rusek is going to be an NHL player. Don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. I think I know what I'm getting with Lucas Rusek at the NHL level, which is a really nice player. Yuri Kulik, to me, when I project Yuri Kulik, I'm saying above. He's above Lucas Rusek. I'm uh -huh. projecting him to be like Jack Quinn, a guy that's going to score a goal, that's going to have an impact, a real impact on games. Linus Weisbach, for me, I can see him in the NHL and having an impact as well. I can see him with his quickness, with some physicality. So the competitive nature of Linus Weisbach, to me, is NHL ready. And I'm saying these are the two front runners. Now, if you go to camp and one or the two of them really struggle or are injured in some sort and can't start the season, there's a list of players to come up. And Lucas Rusak is in that list. Brendan Byro is in that list. Like those would be the next two. Um, who did you who did you put on the list? Did you put Roseanne on the list? Yeah. Roseanne is a little bit behind for me. Jesse needs a little bit more maturing, a right. little bit more physical and mental maturing. But they said I said that could about see... Gretzky at one point. Too. Yeah, I good. I get that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I still think that Roseanne, again, a great. So there's a difference between my three years down the list down the road list and my yeah. next September list. There, there's a difference. Roseanne would be behind Kulik and by three years down the road. But next year, he's guess, probably fifth. I guess what I'm asking, though, is because you're very clear now. You've said it twice, so I'm not going to make you say it a third time. Oh, but do. do you not think that any one of these guys, maybe that's stretching him. Do you not think that somebody could, like, completely blow up these other guys out of the water? Like, do you not think it's possible that Roseanne comes in and absolutely looks 10 times better than Kulik in camp? Yeah. Yeah, that's a like possibility. Any, I guess what I'm saying is anything's possible, right? So I'm really, really, really not trying to over-promote and or short-change anyone at this point because, like, the, the crazy thing I have about Weisbach right now is everything, honestly, that Seth Appert has told us about that exact competitive nature, and he seems to me, and I could be completely wrong on this, he seems to me to be a guy that could be a lot better with better players at the NHL level. Yeah. That can maximize his skill set. I don't know why I'm saying that because in a broad brush that's kind of a dumb statement because in everybody should maybe be that way, but it doesn't always work out that way. You now, know here's saying? another thing that may play into the decision when it comes to look, we we're making projection, but when it comes to camp and when it comes to making decisions, you have to take in all the factors, right? You talk about yep. waiver exempt players, mm -hmm. right? If you fear that a player may be claim on waivers and you don't want to lose that player, it affects your decision at the end. And maybe right. you buy a little bit more time. Maybe you say, I'm going to keep this player on the roster for the first 10, 15 days because maybe it will be easier to send them down to Rochester 
late October than it is at the end of training camp. Maybe it's not. But here's one thing that happened with J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn that also could be a factor with Isaac, uh, with Yuri Kulik next year. Mm-hmm. With Jack Quinn played in Rochester two years ago and J.J. Paterka played in Rochester two years ago, their contract slid, meaning they started their three-year deal last year. The Sabres basically got an extra year out of that, right? Because now it became... It again with- it, they can do it with Yuri Kulik. Yuri Kulik is only a 19-year-old player. He's a 2004. Technically, his pro contract, if he doesn't play in the NHL, doesn't start until the 2024-25 season, right? So Mm -hmm. if Yuri Kulik plays in the NHL next year, he plays 10 games or more, then boom, it kicks in the first year of his contract. But if he doesn't play 10 games, it slides. And why I'm saying that is a factor, it's not the ultimate factor, but it is a factor because you have to project what's your salary cap going to be in three years down the road and four years down the road and getting a Yuri Kulik. And let's see is third year in the NHL at 918,000. Like could be a major bonus for the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm saying, so if Yuri Kulik doesn't make the team next year, stays in Rochester all season, and then the next year comes up to Buffalo in year one of his entry-level deal at $918,000, and you got him for three years that way, that's that's a major bonus. How many goalies are too many goalies? That question to be answered next as we continue September. Sabres Live on WGR and MSG next We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.